What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus More Phenomenal, your weekly stop for your Power Rangers and Super Sentai review and news right here on our YouTube page, A-plus Opinions, guys. It is I, your More Phenomenal host, as always, Adam Perez, and we are back once again kicking our weekend off properly guys with some power rangers and super sentai talk and best believe we've got talk for both of those topics today guys we're going to be getting into beast morphers episode number 19 review for you guys as we got ourselves a brand new episode earlier this morning uh, so we'll go ahead and tackle that for you guys we also had ourselves a brand new comic book issue from boom studios that's right mighty Morphin power rangers issue number 45 we're going to be reviewing that for you guys as well plus a little caramasia talk for you you guys uh as super sentai 2020 is right around the corner guys i believe the january 2020 edition of the magazine um, that we usually get all of our scans from is set to go ahead and drop in december so we are going to be getting a ton of caramasia news for you guys this upcoming month uh, but before we get into that we just have a little bit of a tease some more silhouettes for you guys uh more stuff to certainly discuss when it comes to caramasia so Stacked episode for you guys today. Stacked, stacked episode. So I certainly expect to hear from each uh, and every one of you guys um, in here today. So let's actually see who's actually joining us over in the live chat. A couple familiar faces, hopefully some brand new ones. Also, quick shout outs. If you love bacon and sushi, clap your hands. I certainly do, sir. Good to see you in here. Um, Austin the Terminator has certainly joined us. We've got Tony Robinson coming through. Zachary, as always. Mr. Shadow Nova Productions, uh, along with Sailors in the house jb says what we've even got toku in here as well um where's my day one ish guy edward sanchez productions is in the house along with not ultra ultraman guys uh our regulars, our regulars, and hopefully some brand new familiar faces will definitely go ahead and jump in here as well, guys. Uh, but of course, before we go ahead and get ready to go ahead and break down this week's episode and everything for you guys, listen, if you want to go ahead and subscribe to us, please go ahead and do so. I don't know what you're waiting for. We're trying to make A-plus more phenomenal, one of the hottest spots on a weekly occasion for you guys for your Power Rangers and Super Sentai news. So subscribe to us if you haven't done so yet and click the bell notification also so when we do drop a brand new video you will certainly be notified also if you're over in our live chat guys show us some love if you love the content that we're continuing to put out for you guys hit that like button certainly go ahead and give us a thumbs up as well and of course if you want to go ahead and follow us on social media guys you can certainly do so right here at a plus opinions uh, we're on instagram uh, twitter along with facebook as well guys this is going to be a fun episode, needless to say. Um, I'm really excited to go ahead and break all this stuff down for you guys. I am. Um, <clears throat> I feel like being a Power Ranger fan is like we're at like one of the best moments uh, when it comes to being a Power Ranger fan right now. I feel like towards the end of the year, there's just always always so much stuff to certainly uh, get hyped about and start talking about um, to kind of bring in the new year. Uh, for me as a Power Ranger fan, I, I absolutely love this time of year, to be quite honest with you guys. <laughs> Uh, but look, I hope you guys had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, I know a lot of people certainly spent it with their friends and their family. So uh, happy belated Thanksgiving uh, for those of you out there. So I certainly hope that you definitely had a fantastic week leading up into this weekend. Um, and just before we break down this this review for you guys, listen, you guys are amazing. Um, I just want to say that real quick. Also, um, for those of you out there who have watched 
all of Beast Morphers already uh, because Beast Morphers has aired overseas before we certainly got it here in the States. For all of you who have watched the episodes already and have managed to keep me spoiler free this entire time, just know that I definitely appreciate it. Major props to you guys out there because listen, there's always trolls out there. There's always somebody out there that's trying to ruin things for you. Uh, and the fact that I've come on here and I've told you guys countless times like no spoilers for me right like if you've seen the episode please don't tell me what's happened um, but you guys have done a fantastic job of at least getting me hyped for Beast Morphers week in and week out I mean not that I need the help because this season has been incredible um, but you guys have continued to tell me Adam you're gonna be surprised Adam you're gonna be surprised and I, I I've been surprised, like I've thoroughly been surprised with this season um, and I've been so fascinated and so thrilled with the direction that this season has been taking so far. It's just a lot of fun and it's just it's just bringing a, a, a new, I don't want to say a new dynamic to Power Rangers, uh, more like a refreshing dynamic to Power Rangers after all the years of Neo Saban era stuff. So, um, you know, the changing of the guard can sometimes be a bad thing. Sometimes it could certainly be a good thing, uh, but in my eyes, so far, I'm really impressed with what Hasbro has definitely been doing with the property, especially considering the fact that this is literally its first season um, of taking over Power Rangers. I, I could just honestly expect bigger and better things certainly going forward for sure. But um, to each and every one of you out there who have watched this show ahead of time and have not spoiled it for me, thank you guys so much. Like I, I, I really do truly appreciate that. Although I will say this, I will say this. Indy did kind of spoil this episode for me just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I believe I was speaking with AJ, uh, if you love bacon and sushi, outside of uh, YouTube. I was talking with him, and uh, he was he was going to send me a photo. He said, Adam, I've got a photo I really want you to see, but I know it's probably going to spoil it for you, so I'm not going to show you. And so for some reason, Indy, that very next day, wind up sending me a photo of like Ravi standing next to an awakened Roxy holding her hand. And I don't he sent that to me along with something else. And I'm like, Indy, like you like I really would have loved to have seen that scene in the actual episode in and of itself. So I almost feel like that's the photo that AJ was going to try and send me because it was from Jacqueline Soslowski's Instagram account, I believe. Uh, or Yeah, I believe it was her IG account. Um, but Indy sent it to me instead. So going into this episode, I kind of already knew that Roxy was certainly going to awaken, um, but it certainly did not stop me from definitely enjoying this week's episode. So let's go ahead and just break this down, guys. Beast Morphers. Episode number nineteen review coming coming for you coming coming to you guys uh, real quick here. I love this thumbnail that I created. Not to pat myself on the back or anything like that, but uh, just the the fritzing out of Roxy um, as her evil avatar is about to go ahead and. Um, be taken away from us. Um, I use, I love the shot. Uh, some of the cin cinematography in this episode was brilliant. It was breathtaking. There's a really great shot when the Rangers are getting ready to morph towards the end of the episode where the camera angle is literally like on the ground and it kind of zooms up towards them slowly. And you've got all the Rangers in a row and Devin's just like, you've made it to the boss level, but you're not going to win. Like, I, I love the line. Like, I love the line that he gives. And, and just the, the, the perfect shot just made it 
it's so much more epic considering the fact that Devin is a video gamer. I think it was just perfect dialogue when it comes to Devin. You've made it to the boss battle. Like, oh, snap, Blaze. All right, Blaze, let's see what you can do against these Power Rangers. Um, I, I, I thought it was, uh, I, I thought the cinematography, the shots in here was great. Um, literally, this episode did leave me with goosebumps. Um, and chills. Um, the music uh, attached to this episode, like the soundtrack, was amazing. Also, swelling in like just the perfect times, especially during some of just the amazing action that we wind up getting in here. Um, I, I do want to bring up something here. Quick honorable mention before we really break down some of the key parts of the story. Was there original Zord footage in this uh, episode like there are moments in this episode where I can clearly tell the Super Sentai Zord battle stuff but there is one specific a group of shots in this episode that threw me off where we literally have the two Zords in the same shot the monster in the middle and then we've got the um We've got Jax in the helicopter just literally circling, just literally circling. And there's not a lot of sparks or anything like that. It's literally just the monster in the middle going back and forth to like headbutting or attacking the other Zords. It just it, it felt very non Super Sentai sort of scene, um, almost like they tried to do their own original Zord battle for a moment to kind of experiment with it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. It just felt like one or two scenes very briefly that I saw in here felt like original Zord footage. I, I wish I had somebody from Hasbro here um, to certainly ask that question. But if, if any of you guys happen to notice it, um, definitely let me know. But maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, but there was a ton of original footage in here, um, a ton of original fight sequences as well, especially getting an opportunity to see Blaze go up against... Um, Nate along with Steel uh, and then of course the big battle towards the end of the episode as well um, the, Hasbro's just doing a fantastic job of just really create really allowing Power Rangers to sort of be their own to not really feel restrained by a lot of the Super Sentai footage that you know that has kind of maybe restrained the seasons previous in a sense right uh, Beast Morphers and Hasbro's just really doing a great job of telling their own story and for that, um, it, that that alone is exciting for me and exhilarating when I come back week to week, knowing that I'm going to see an original story sort of thing. Um, it granted, some hints at Go Busters, but for the most part, uh, a lot of this stuff is uh, original concept and original idea. So I was a really big fan of it. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about this, man, because Phase 3 uh, is definitely in the works for our evil avatars in Evox. Look, we've seen um, phase one happen. We've seen phase two happen, unfortunately, with the destruction of um, Vargoyle no, no, no longer making it. Uh, but with phase three, we now have the mega transporters um, sort of in uh, the evil guys, the bad guys' hands. Um, and they have a fantastic plan where they want to go ahead and actually set up these three mega transporters around one of these Morph X towers so they can literally take this entire tower and transport over to the cyber dimension where uh, Evox certainly is. So brilliant plan, needless to say, brilliant plan. And seeing it unfold in here um, is, is something magical. The one thing that I will say is what I have loved about this season so far is that the bad guys are winning, guys. Like, the, the bad guys are getting what they need to to accomplish their plans. Um, the fact that they get the uh, memory pulsator, right? The fact that they're able to get these... Um, 
uh, mega transporters, the fact that they're able to actually get uh, a Morph X tower to themselves. Um, I mean, even when you look back at Roxy, right, successfully getting all the beast um, Morph X abilities. I mean, granted, they certainly didn't get the opportunity to use them. That's what Vargoyle unfortunately failed at. But the evil avatars are certainly having their way and really scoring a ton of uh, accomplishment points when it comes to Evox. So I have loved the idea and the concept that the Power Rangers, while, yeah, they have been successful in some ways, they're not just completely overshadowing the villains here. The shadow, the, the villains are definitely getting the upper hand, and that certainly makes for a very uh, appealing season for me. <clears throat> So now that we know what the plan is when it comes to our evil avatars and Evox, this episode really kind of puts our rangers in an interesting predicament. Or I should say Robbie in a very interesting predicament. Uh, in the beginning of this episode, we do see that uh, Roxy's life pod starts beeping. Uh, we did see Roxy, the evil avatar of her, go ahead and actually plug like a USB port into um, the life support system for Roxy. Uh, I'm assuming, if anything, it's probably too after watching this episode to go ahead and really destroy that life pod so it starts failing on her. So Roxy certainly does not have much longer to live. The concept here now is we have to find the evil Roxy, destroy her avatar, and then our Roxy should certainly wake up, right? Like that's that certainly should be what one of the plans are. And I think it's actually Zoe that comes up with that brilliant plan. Like we need to go ahead and take out this evil avatar. But it comes down to the situation for Ravi of... Do I save my girlfriend that I'm truly in love with or do I listen to my commander and try and hunt down these particular mega transporters, mega transporters, Roxy life? What, what is going to certainly be hanging in the balance for Robbie? Uh, and again, I think this really is a fantastic storyline for Robbie and Roxy just to kind of harken back on the concept of, you know, that they were boyfriend and girlfriend at one particular point in time. You know, he clearly did love her and truly did care about her. I mean, homeboy's literally still sitting by her life pod, um, you know, um, uh, drawing pictures of her, painting photos of her and things like that. So uh, the dilemma certainly is real for Roxy. Um, and I do think that this episode does a fantastic job of putting into perspective the rule and the the one, one of the number one reasons as to why there is no relationships here when it comes to grid battle force because of predicaments and situations just like this, right? Are you going to let your feelings get in the way of what certainly needs to be done in protecting for like the greater good of everybody. So while the Rangers do locate the mega transporters with the help of Betty and Ben, which I I was I love the way that they were actually utilized here in this week's episode, and we'll talk a little bit about them as well later on. But once they actually locate the mega transporters, it's up to Ravi to go ahead and take them back to the command center. Um, and then this is where Roxy comes up with the brilliant idea of let me distract this guy. So perhaps you now make the decision. Do I continue along transporting uh, these transporters back to Grid Battle Force or do I stop the evil avatar Roxy? And he decides to go ahead and save Roxy. And what was a fantastic battle. It was honestly really great to see these two kind of going back at it once again. 
um, seeing Ravi use his gorilla strength to even pick up uh, that huge boulder and just chuck it towards her as well. Um, a little bit too much wire work for me when it comes to battles. Um, I honestly would have liked to have seen a little bit more hand-to-hand -hand stuff, but these two were like, um, you know, crouching tiger, hidden dragon it all over the place. Um, but it was still a pretty epic battle nonetheless to see these two, these, these star-crossed lovers, uh, an evil version and the good version trying to just go out battling each other sort of thing. So I really enjoyed that and then get an opportunity to see Ravi take care of the evil Roxy, destroying her, but unfortunately not before Blaze has the opportunity to pick up the Mega Transporters once again. Um, so I, I, I really love just the... Um, the back and forth here when it comes to Ravi. And then when Ravi does get back to the command center, this is where Commander Shaw comes into play. Uh, and she really just kind of throws the hammer down on, on Ravi. But but I will say about this particular scene, I did love this scene here because, you know, while I think a lot of us certainly expected Commander Shaw to certainly put the hammer down on Ravi uh, and, and just chew his ass out for the really poor decision making that he did. I do love the fact that the commander at the end of the day was still a mother to Ravi, right? Knowing that Ravi already is kind of beating himself up for his particular actions, knowing he certainly made the incorrect choice, but still having the right mind to put her hand on his her on her on her son's shoulder and just let her let him know, like, hey, I'm sorry too, you know, for Roxy's sake. Um, so clearly she understands the dilemma that Ravi's certainly having to go through. Um, but again, you clearly get to see this is why we don't have relationships when it comes to grid battle force because of these unfortunate predicaments and the decisions that you certainly have to make when it comes to a loved one or protecting a ton of innocence right so uh, i thought that was a rather interesting uh situation and then we do wind up seeing roxy actually waking up and i will say this man i will say this a part of me wants to think or hold on to hope that there is an evil Roxy here somewhere. Like, a part of me wants to hope that this USB port wasn't just to put Roxy's life in danger, right? Because for me, it makes me wonder, like, why didn't they do that for Blaze also, right? So I still feel like what they're trying to accomplish is maybe still part of the plan. Like, I felt like evil Roxy putting herself in that situation to face off against Ravi was part of her plan all along. Um, so look, I, I, so I, I'm still, because the reason why I'm bringing this up is when Roxy does wake up from this coma of hers, she's got this odd look on her face when she looks over at Ravi like, ugh, or like, what are you guys doing here, right? But then she immediately kind of opens her eyes and just kind of goes, comes back to the idea of, Oh my goodness, you got I'm awake, guys. You know what I mean? Like she's 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 thrilled and happy all of a sudden. Whereas when she first wakes up, she looks a little bit confused. I don't know if that's just the I woke up from a coma sort of confused look, or if or if maybe there is a little bit of a evil Roxy still in there, but she at least lets them know what Evox's plan now is. Uh, I believe she says that while she was inside of the evil Roxy. She can still hear and see everything that the evil avatar was able to. So she winds up picking up on Evox's plan. And one of the plans is that apparently Scrozzle behind the scenes has taken notes from Nate, who wind up creating 
um, steal in the first place, took those notes and actually created a robot in the meantime for Evox. And that's one of the reasons why they've been needing the entire tower of Morph X so that they can go ahead and actually give Evox all that incredible Morph X abilities so that he can eventually come out of the cyber dimension to our particular Earth. So that's really what the big gigantic plan has been for our evil avatars in Evox this whole entire time. And it seems rather successful. I mean, it seems rather successful. So a lot of stuff has been going on behind the Power Rangers back that they seemingly had no idea of whatsoever. So interesting stuff, man. I, I, I've really been loving just the Roxy storyline along with the connection with Ravi. Uh, I think these have been really two strong characters. I think Beast Morphers and the writers have just done an amazing job of building up a character like Ravi um, all season long to where when he does come to these sort of situations, you definitely feel for the character. And I think Jasmine Badawali has been doing a fantastic job as Ravi and kudos to him again uh, once again this week. Uh, they, they both had a stellar, uh, stellar performances. Um, but again, I'm not going to give up on the idea that them planting this USB port into Roxy's life pod was if it was if this if there's even a bigger plan in store for that. Now let's say there isn't, okay? Let's say there isn't a bigger plan. Um I love the fact that Roxy's at least awake. Um now that we are down a member when it comes to um Devin being captured by Blaze and the uh and Evox, um I'm wondering who's going to go ahead and like begin this charge to try and save Devin, right? Like that's the next plan for our beast morphers. Uh, I believe the co commander winds up saying, or Nate, I believe is now going to try and create a portal to the cyber dimension, like a brand new gate. So they can go ahead and try and save Devin. Uh, and a part of me wonders, like, is Roxy going to join them for this particular fight? Um, is she going to try and assist? Like, hey, I was supposed to be a Power Ranger uh, before everything went wrong. If you need an additional member for me to help you guys bring back Devin, suit me up. Maybe we get a female Red Ranger version in here. Maybe she continues to fight and maybe just like her cadet sort of outfit. Um, who certainly knows? But I, I will be fascinated to kind of see what this now awoken uh, Roxy will certainly do. Is there a little bit hint of a evil Roxy in there still? Or is this our Roxy that we've come to know and love from the very beginning of the season? Definitely let me know what you guys think uh, as well. Um, let's see here. Who else? Um, quick honorable mention when it comes to the Mega Transporters. <laughs> it, it was funny to me that they're just the Mega Transporters are just chilling out in the van. Um, that Betty and Ben just happened to kind of discover. Uh, I'm like, why are they just chilling there? Um, the fact that also that Rob, like Blaze and Roxy were telling Scrozzle, like, okay, we're set. And Scrozzle's like, no, you're not set. You have to set up these mega transporters. And Blaze are like, dang it, those, those freaking Tronics, they can't do anything right. First off, why would you send the Tronics to place the mega transporters? Like, I feel like the mega transporters is your whole entire plan so like if you already know that your tronics are just bumbling idiots and can't get anything accomplished why would you leave that task up to them in the first place i mean don't get me wrong it definitely it definitely left for a ton of fantastic action uh a, a huge level of intensity right of the case of is blaze going to be able to set these up in time is he going to be able to activate these are the power rangers certainly going to stop them in time like it does add to a great 
create a dynamic for the episode, but I was scratching my head like, Blaze, what were you expecting? When you give Tronics that kind of job, you know they're just going to fail, and they literally just left them chilling inside of a van, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and also, the speaking of Ben and Betty, I, I thought they're bike chase was fantastic the double bikes of theirs as they're pedaling away from the tronics i thought that was a really great um chase scene and then they also took part in the second chase scene this episode where they're running away from atronics with one of the mega transporters as i think it's betty that's in like the shopping cart and they're running away sort of thing and she's taking banana peels and she's whacking people with breadsticks and things like that and then even like roping somebody up with a thing of sausage like i I know it was probably off the wall for some people, but I really enjoyed it. I thought the way that they shot both of those chase scenes with Ben and Betty were fantastic and really allowed them to have some sort of level of importance here for this week's episode. So I, I, I thought they really just fit them into the storyline here fantastically well. Um, let's talk about Devin and Mayor Daniels uh, because Mayor Daniels is up for re-election this year um look listen after this episode mayor daniels gets my vote man he gets my vote like no nobody else should be a mayor for this town uh ever again uh if homeboy could literally pick up a shovel and knock out some tronics and help betty and ben protect their mega transporters like let's let's make this guy an honorary power ranger can we already i mean he was just going to town on some of them and i think even ben is even ben's like you've got my vote mayor yeah he's got my vote my vote too um it was really great to kind of see even mayor daniel getting in on some of the action the only thing we were missing was zoe's mom like picking up one of her microphones and starting to beat tronics over the head or grabbing the cameraman stuff and just hitting people with it like that's the only thing that we were missing in here uh was getting zoe's mom involved but uh i thought it was pretty great um the fact also that mayor daniels in this episode um is giving Devin a hard time because homeboy ran away from the fight in the beginning of this episode when the tronics started um attacking near mayor daniels re-election stage and Mayor, they're like, Mayor Daniels, we got to get you out of here. And he's like, no, we're going to stay here to protect the innocent. Me and my boy. Right, Devin? And he looks and Devin is gone, man. Devin is gone to go and become a Power Ranger, right? He's trying to keep a secret. But it's one of those things that Mayor Daniels is like, man, I thought I raised my son better than this. Um, even to the point to where at the end of this, at near the end of this episode, uh, Mayor Daniels wants to have a word with his sons. Like, look, what is going on with you? Like, I thought you were a little bit more heroic with this, right? Like, you've change son you, you're coming home late you don't got a job you play video games all the time you're coming home with cuts and bruises on you like what what do you what are you making with your life sort of thing which is a listen i'm sure as a parent if your your son is never around off saving the world you probably have a lot of questions that you definitely want to ask um so he's he, he's definitely trying to figure out what's going on with his son but he quickly does he quickly does as we finally have the reveal here for Mayor Daniels finding out that Devin is in fact the Red Ranger. Um, great battle between Devin and Blaze really hearkening back to really their feud that they've had all season long. Uh, it's a feud that honestly I would have liked to have seen a little bit more focus on. 
throughout the season um but when we do get moments like this when these two are literally fighting it out toe to toe i mean this was a monumental moment for devin right in regards to um proving himself as a leader the idea of like i need to stop blaze because if i don't stop blaze at the end of the day um they're gonna get this morph x tower sort of thing so to kind of see uh blaze and um devin fighting over these mega transporters i thought was honestly fantastic uh, and then of course um um, Blaze using his uh, his his one of his slash attacks to go ahead and demorph Blaze, letting Mayor Daniel see his face for the very first time, understanding that his son is a Power Ranger. Before the the epic moment of seeing Blaze also take Devin back to the Cyber Dimension along with the Morph X Tower, you know, seeing Mayor Daniel's the slow motion moving sort of thing, screaming for his son, and just the look on Devin's face as he's watching his father. Uh, it, it was. I, it, it, I'm getting goosebumps right now just honestly talking about that particular moment, man. It was it was epic on all accounts and on all levels. So uh, I'm glad we finally got the reveal. I truly am. I knew it was about to happen. I was like, I'm waiting. I was like, guys, we've got two more episodes left. We've got this episode and then whatever is for next week. I was like, so I'm, I'm expecting to hopefully see uh, some reveal at some point. And we definitely finally got it. And I, I thought it was just handled extremely well, to be quite honest with you. Um, but yeah, I was, I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, <clears throat> um, just hearkening back to this. Uh, I just put so intense, gave me chills watching the end battle, figuring if the Rangers would stop them or not. So, uh, I, I love the storytelling in this episode. I truly did. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, even though we don't have part one or part two of things, you definitely feel as though this season has really had just an overarching story and each and every episode just continues to progress and move that story along. And that's the only thing that I can certainly ask for. Uh, and they've been doing a marvelous job of just properly telling, um, probably telling the stories for all these characters. So um, guys, overall, I, I thought this was an amazing episode. Uh, probably one of my best of the season once again. Uh, again, it's, it's very rare that you'll get to see me say, oh, this episode sucked uh, when it comes to Beast Morphers. I've been really pleased with this entire season. Uh, and I'm, I'm thrilled and excited to kind of see what we get for episode 20 going forward um but let's see here guys let me go ahead and jump over to this live chat uh see what some of you guys are saying when it comes to uh this episode of beast morphers uh let's see here before we get to our next story uh you have to pardon me there's like some annoying ass kids outside the apartment complexes that's just like yelling like right downstairs i'm like shut your ass up no i'm just kidding. i'm just kidding adam you'd make a great dad one day uh let's see uh, not ultra says um, Adam this episode was amazing my favorite episode of the series I definitely like it a lot more a second watch yeah I've watched it twice um, I also watched it twice not ultra that's how good this episode was um, I had to make sure that I picked up on a little bit of everything you know what I mean uh, there was just so much going on such great depth when it comes to the storyline uh, I love just how um, Eve like I love how our villains just aren't bumbling idiots. You know what I mean? I mean, granted, the Tronics are pretty are pretty bumbling idiots, but I I do love how smart our um our our bad guys tend to be this season. Shadow Nova Production says only a few months away from season two. Can't wait for the team ups. Yeah, they'll certainly be here uh before you know it for sure. 
Um, not Ultra says, uh, the Ravi versus Roxy was incredible and savage. I love the fact that Ravi just crushed her morpher and just shoots her uh, shoots her out of the suit. Um, yeah, like literally, I, I do love that scene too where he grabs the morpher and like crushes it in front of her. Uh, and I love the fact that he's like, I know you're my ex. I, he's like, I know you're my ex-girlfriend, man. But here, take this boulder to the face. And he just chucks it at her. I thought that was great too. It was pretty savage, not Ultra. <laughs> Uh, Sailor says, I really like this episode. Um, and then JB says, what I says, I concur. Thanks to everyone on the spoilers uh, in regards to him hearkening to the idea of not spoiling me all season long. I appreciate it. Listen, we've got one more episode left, guys. Still no spoilers. I still want to go into this as fresh as possible. But I really do appreciate everybody doing their best in regards to not spoiling it for me. So thank you very much. Uh, Tony Robinson says, Adam, you'll be screaming for season two to come when you see the finale. Trust me, man, I'm already screaming for season two, and I haven't even seen it yet. Like, I'm already screaming for it. Uh, Not Ultra says, um, even Ben and Betty weren't that bad this episode, which is rare to say for me considering I'm so done with their humor. They contributed very nicely to this episode. Yeah, that's the, and that's one of the things that we talked about was like, you know, uh, Ben and Betty sometimes can have comedic humor that just feels inappropriate for the episode. Like it just like why even have them this week? But I feel like for the most part, when it comes to a comedic duo, uh, I feel like as though they've used this duo significantly better than other times in the past. Um, but for this episode specifically, I was really pleased with how they how they utilize them. Right having them to be the ones to go out to do some of the searches um they were, were actually one of the ones that actually located the mega transporter that was pretty well hidden in the bushes i can't lie like some of these hiding spots were actually pretty good to be honest with you and the fact that they took it upon themselves to get it back to grid battle force at least tried to do their part to get it back to grid battle force um but i i, I was impressed yeah i was definitely impressed with how they were used Um, if you love bacon and sushi, says we know Blaze and Roxy use their morphers to create monsters. Do you like it better than Enter carrying a random laptop? Escape as well. Um, uh, I don't mind the laptop. I feel like that. I feel. I. I. I honestly don't mind the laptop. Um, because he used that. Enter used that laptop for everything so it made sense that um he would use it also to create the monster. So I, I don't mind the laptop at all. Uh, JB says what says I was shocked that Blaze was not as competent as he normally is. Uh, I'm assuming you're referring to the idea of him letting the Tronics uh, do his uh, do the work for him. Uh, I will say this: I, I really did like the the, the way they utilized Blaze this week. Um, you know, for me, it's one of those things where I do feel as though Blaze has been overshadowed by Roxy and just her presence on screen. This is probably one of the few times that I've really felt. Um, Blaze really trying his hardest um, from just the way that he's talking to people like when he tells Scrozzle to send the Giga Drone and he, Scrozzle's like what's the magic word and he's like now like I was like oh shit okay alright let's send this let's send this Giga Drone um, so uh, yeah I, I really love the way that he was utilized this week especially when Roxy um, is 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 gone right and it's just now blaze and blaze is like you know what are you worried about evox like you've got me like i'm gonna go ahead and get the job done and he certainly does he certainly comes through when he certainly needed to so i love the way that blaze was utilized this week he doesn't really get a lot of shine uh in this season but he definitely did this episode 
Uh, Austin the Terminator says, yeah, Adam, that was original footage. American footage is less glossy in their cockpits and the U.S. footage is much, much dimmer than GoBusters. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fully aware that like the cockpit stuff, I definitely know for sure uh, sometimes can be U.S. footage for sure. I definitely know that. Um, but you're, you're probably referring to the Zord battle that I was mentioning. Um, yeah, it, it looked a little crisper. Um, and it also just didn't look as dynamic as Super Sentai footage would when it comes to battles. It felt very kind of stationary, like like they it was almost like a, like a, like they were testing can can we do original Zord battle footage or not? Right, like how good is this battle going to look? Because it does cut in and out of again, it's just the one scene. It's like one shot where you've got both the Zords and the monster in the middle, and then you just you just have the helicopter sort of circling. I don't even think the helicopter is shooting anything or there's any sparks, but it definitely looked like American footage. So if that's the case, I'm interested to kind of see what else Hasbro wants to experiment with when it comes to um like all zord footage because i don't feel like i've seen original zord footage this year up until this episode but maybe i'm wrong definitely let me know guys uh not ultra says mayor Jan daniels is probably one of the best dads in recent years compared to tyler and brody's levi's dad uh which were terrible dads for me <laughs> um i really liked him helping out ben and betty as they took one of the mega transporters that was one of my favorite scenes man i was like i wasn't i was expecting mayor daniels to just run and hide behind something uh but the fact that homeboy is like literally taking out this shovel and just whacking people putting himself in harm's way one it shows to me just how terrible the tronics are like why the why the, why they're even henchmen to begin with if a mayor can certainly take them out uh, i don't know what but um yeah he definitely goes he definitely is up there as one of the best dads because my issue that i had with brody and levi's father was like dude you're back for all of season two why are you not out there helping out your kids like he all of a sudden becomes non-existent it becomes a like that storyline became the issue of we got to get our dad back now that we've got our dad back our dad's supposed to be one of the coolest if not best ninjas in the world and he's just going to chill on the sidelines all season long and not help nobody out. So I'm like, yeah, at least Mayor Daniels wants to pick up a shovel and help somebody out for sure. Uh, Sailor says, I liked how Devin's dad is back in the picture and now playing a bigger role. Yeah, I'll be I, I'm I'll be fascinated to kind of find out if he's going to chew out Commander Shaw next week. Like, I, I'm wondering if he's going to go up to Grid Battle Force and be like, hey, what's going on here guys right like you knew my son was a power ranger this whole entire time and you didn't think it was a smart idea to tell the mayor of the city that my kid and now he's been uh now he's been captured like what are you going to do about this commander like i need to know so i'm hoping that's a scene that we wind up getting here this week um, if you love bacon and sushi says now we know why the no dating other ranger rules exist in grid battle force uh, absolutely um, that's definitely one of the reasons why uh, one of those things where it's like hey um, now that um, now you now you have to put your girlfriend's life in danger or you're going to put the danger of a, a hundred, hundreds if not thousands of innocent people sort of thing so and we saw what Robbie chose I mean I, I can't blame the guy I can't blame the guy though that's what love does to you, man. That's what love does to you. Uh, Not Ultra says the reveal for Mayor Daniels finding out uh, Devin's identity felt fresh to me too, and very different from how Wes's father found out Wes's identity. Um, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, Tony Robinson says, Adam, do you think we will get to see the couple's kiss? Yes, I do think that we will get uh, at least a kiss this season, whether it's Ravi or Roxy, whether it's Nate and Zoe. I think eventually we will get one this year. <coughs> 
Um, Sailor says, I'm not surprised that Robbie chose to fight and destroy Roxy's avatar over delivering the transporters. Throughout the entire season, Robbie has always missed Roxy and would do anything to get her back. Yeah, I, I definitely like I'm, I'm definitely not surprised by his actions for sure. Uh, I mean, if he had the opportunity to do so, you kind of knew that he was certainly going to do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just pointing out that, yeah, it's definitely one of the reasons why they certainly have the rule in the first place. But it definitely does, doesn't surprise me either, Sailor. So I'm in total agreement with you. That's the one thing that he's always always showed that even despite the fact that yes they have broken up and he's trying his hardest to live by the rules you can clearly tell he definitely misses her and they've definitely showcased that all season long Uh, let's see here. JB says, what says I agree that was uh, Avatar's Roxy's plan. Her destruction was too easy. Um, yeah, it felt like it was a little bit too easy. So I'm wondering, like, what else do you have up your plan, Roxy, like up your sleeve? You know, my, my other theory was the fact that maybe her implanting this USB not only destroys like the life support system, but maybe also takes Roxy's memories and her personalities and, and maybe still connects them to the live body of Roxy. So we'll see if the Roxy that's with us now is if this is still part of evil Roxy's plan or not. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Drew, what's up, Drew? Thank you very much for popping in. He says, why didn't the penultimate episodes of Dino Charge through Super Ninja Steel be like Beast Morphers? This episode was so cool. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the opportunity to really build momentum leading up until the season finale. They certainly did it because I'm going to be honest, I would not be surprised if the season finale also sort of left us on another sort of jarring cliffhanger in a sense, right, for us to really be ready for season two. And then if you, this, so this felt very much like a two-part episode episode this being part one uh and then the season finale certainly being part two with hopefully a cliffhanger at the end the fact that they utilize this episode to truly be a momentum build um and really put our power rangers in a really dire situation um that definitely gets me excited for what we're going to see for the actual finale itself Uh, Zephyr's in the house. What's up, Zephyr? Thank you very much for popping through. Um, Drew says, "What is with Power Rangers nowadays with shovels in civilian fights?" Hey, it's just the it's just the nearest thing that you can find. Um, I mean, I, I was hoping I had a shovel nearby. Like, look, look, see, easy. But I, I don't have I don't have a shovel, unfortunately. Uh, Zephyr says, "Beast Morphers gets better and better." Yeah, def definitely would agree with you for sure. Uh, RGD, um, not a, a little bit off topic, but I'll answer it anyway. With season two of Titans somewhat improved, does it deserve a season three? Yes and yes to both of those, RG. Um, 
Uh, Johnny Marrero, what's up, Johnny? Uh, he says, uh, this was a great episode, and are you excited about the finale? Because I'm very excited for next week. So, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped for the finale. I really am. Like, I honestly have no idea how this season ends. Like, <laughs> and that, as, as a Power Ranger fan, that excites me. It, that excites me because the, the Hasbro has done such a really fantastic job of truly telling their own story. It's not necessarily just copy and paste from the Super Sentai counterpart. Uh, they've really have done a fantastic job of building up these characters, allowing us to certainly care for them. Um, they've been doing a great job of just storytelling all throughout the season to build up to these particular moments. Uh, and I have a feeling the payoff is, is certainly going to be there when it comes to the finale for sure. Video DVD, what's up, video? I think I don't know if I've ever seen you in here before. For thank you very much for popping in. I appreciate that. He says, I liked how this episode um, had some kind of back and forth of set backs for both heroes and villains. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there definitely are some setbacks, right? Like it. it each team, each side definitely has their ups and their downs here in this season, uh, or at least especially in this episode, um, to where it really makes you wonder who's going to come out on top at the end of the episode. And we do see that it is, in fact, the the villains. Uh, I mean, granted, you could still say the heroes come out of it with with some something in their grasps, right? They wind up having Roxy, who is in alive and safe. Um, now, whether or not, again, maybe that if whether or not that's part of Evox's and the evil avatar's plan, we'll certainly see. Uh, but but you're absolutely right, video. Um, both both uh, both sides definitely had their ups and downs this week. Uh, Johnny says, how do you feel about the tension between Devin and his dad, Ravi, uh, and his mom, Devin, and Blaze and Roxy? Okay, that's a lot of... <laughs> Well, the tension, I think, is great. Um, uh, the, the, the stuff with Devin and his dad, I'm pretty sure is going to quickly go over. Um, I mean, there was clearly tension because Daniel thought that Devin just kind of bailed on him and things like that. So I am I do expect that tension to kind of be pushed over. He'll probably be a little bit mad at his son. Like, you know, how, how could you put yourself in danger like that? How could you put yourself in harm? But there's got to be a level of proudness, right? There's got to be a level of uh, some sort of satisfaction from his father knowing that his son um, is doing a great job with his life. You know what I mean? It, doing good and helping and protecting people regardless of how dangerous it is. So um, that is definitely a conversation I definitely would like to see. Uh, Ravi and his mom, again, even though there is tension there, I love the fact that Commander Shaw remembers at the end of the day to still be a mom. That, yes, I do need to scold him for his actions because they were dumb. Uh, but also, listen, I understand the importance that Roxy is to you. And I'm really sorry about the predicament that she finds herself in, you know, like trying to relate to, to Ravi and his feelings also. So I, I, I really I really enjoyed the tension this week for sure. Not everything is always bubblegums and rainbows in our Power Ranger world, and I'm glad that they 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 don't have a problem highlighting that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna, I know this was retracted, uh, Zephyr, but I'm gonna post this anyway because it was hilarious. Uh, Zephyr says this episode was bitching. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely was bitching. I, I I love that word. I always love that word for sure. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get back to um some of the um uh beast morphers talk here in just a little bit uh in the meantime though we are going to go ahead and jump over to our next review uh and then of course some questions and things like that and we'll i'll jump back into the um the live chat although i do want to give a quick shout out also for lupin green uh who popped up in here real quick i just want to get their um their comment um lupin green says that battle with ravi and roxy ben and betty helping the rangers 
Devin's dad helping in the fight. Devin and his dad, the reveal of the dad uh, of Devin's identity and the villains won at the end. Great episode. Yeah, I mean, you 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 broke it down perfectly, Lupin Green. There was just so much stuff going on in here that was just so excellent. Um, I, I'm just amazed that they managed to put all that stuff into one just stellar episode uh, and just properly build it up the way that they have. Um, so yeah, kudos uh, definitely to them. Um, uh, but next, guys, let's go ahead and transition a little bit over uh to our boom studio side of things let's get into some comic book talk for you guys today uh because this past week over at your local comic book store they did reveal and release mighty morphin power rangers issue number 45 continuing along with the necessary evil storyline again this issue did come out this past wednesday um, so you can pick it up from your local comic book store um, if you're in lewisville or around the dallas area there's a great comic book store in lewisville called boomerang comics certainly highly recommend you check them out or if you don't have a local comic book store, go ahead and check out um, digital comics, maybe comicsology.com. Go ahead and pick this up digitally as well and go ahead and check it out for yourself. Um, but man, this issue was incredible. Uh, things are getting a little bit more difficult for our Rangers here. Um, a ton of fantastic action. Ryan Parrott continues to just impress me with his amazing writing. Uh, Daniel Dinoculo is just one of the most Fun artists going these days um, from just the uh, amazing color scheme that they wind up having in here to some of just the kinetic energy that Daniel tends to um, draw with um, just amazing movements, um, just some of the splash pages. I mean, it's epic on so many levels and also in a very fresh sort of badass take on our Rangers at times. It just... I, I love it. I, I do love this this combination of writer and artist, um, and, and I love anything that they do, Power Rangers. It's one of those things where it's almost up there with, um, and, and even like Kyle Higgins. I'll put Kyle Higgins is in there too, along here with Ryan Parrott. Kyle Higgins, Ryan Parrott as my writers, and then give me Daniel DeNiculo any day of the week uh, in a combination with those three. It is is amazing to me, honestly. Uh, definitely up there with some of my best sort of writer artist collaborations that I've seen uh, up on par with like Scott Snyder and um, uh, Greg Capullo on their Batman run. Um, I mean, goodness, I can go on and on. But uh, love this issue. I truly did. So much stuff to get into. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. So last episode, we wind up leaving our Omega Rangers on the surface of the moon. Um, they wind up easily defeating Dane to go ahead and help out the Power Rangers themselves. Uh, and decided to go ahead and help their friends out a little bit more by the Omega Rangers deciding, let's just take on Lord Zed while we're up here, right? Let's let's just wipe the floor with this dude so our Power Ranger friends don't have to worry about anything. And, th and that they do. But let's make no mistake here. Lord Zed shows off why he's Lord Zed. Um, the amazing battle between him and Jason. Listen, you know, going into this battle, I was really hoping that Jason and Lord Zed would have an epic showdown, and they certainly do. But a part of me at the same time was like, 
I know Lord Zed's got to be more powerful than just Jason alone. And so I'm really glad that they at least highlighted that. Like while Jason definitely does hold his own for a short period of time, make no mistake, Lord Zed is out to go ahead and destroy this dude. Like he's 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 holding no punches whatsoever. Uh, he's showing his full strength, his full capacity to the point to where Jason's like, all right, this dance has been fun. I, I've been enjoying, you know, going on with you one on one. But where's everybody else at? Like, I, I'm going to need everybody else out to certainly kind of help me out. Um, but I believe Jason actually uses his Zord here at the end of the day just to literally punch the hell out of Lord Zed uh, and completely just put him out of commission in here. But the lead up to the battle, seeing the Omega Rangers face off against some of the putties, seeing Jason going one on one with Lord Zed, um, I honestly thought was just epic in and of its uh, in its uh, in its own right. So uh, I was really glad of the way that they wind up utilizing him this week. But what we do come to see here is that Jason's actions on not only defeating Lord Zed, but also trapping Lord Zed and kind of putting him back into a prison, in a sense, has really altered things as we know it. Um, it's going to make the world of the Power Rangers a lot more complicated. Um, and what we come to find out here is that now with Zed gone, this really does leave just a huge void out there for somebody new to come in, somebody who's even perhaps more powerful than Lord Zed. And this is a major concern for um, not only um, Zordon, but clearly Jason now. Um, I love the scene in this episode where in this issue where we get Zed letting Jason know like, hey, man, I'm thankful for you taking down Zed, but you shouldn't have done that because I'm trying to build a team here. And this team right now is is not working well together. Right. They 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 need these battles with Lord Zed to build up their chemistry and their teamwork and to help make them more powerful. Right. Like I. I I mean, I know that my Rangers will eventually be more than capable of taking down Lord Zed, right? Like Zordon is, is fully aware that he knows how strong Lord Zed is. And as formidable as a foe as, as Lord Zed is, Zordon has full faith in his team that they would eventually be able to come together, become more powerful and work together to go ahead and take down Lord Zed. But now that Lord Zed is out of the situation here, now who knows who's going to come in, right? Somebody more powerful that now maybe our Power Rangers, considering where they're at in the, in their new team, maybe this person is, is more formidable than the Power Rangers were hoping for, right? So now this sort of puts our Power Rangers in a terrible position. You've made them look weak. Right. We've got this brand new Power Ranger team here with the White Ranger now, you know, leading a group of new people with Aisha's um, Adam and Rocky. We already know that tensions are high between their team. They're not getting along very well. And the one person in Lord Zed that you were hoping would put this team together and and have them rally around one another to become better teammates and take down. Now he's not in the equation. And now you have the opportunity for somebody else more powerful to come in uh, and maybe take out your Rangers. So a lot of uh, certainly a much bigger hill to climb for our Power Rangers going forward. And for somebody like Jason, who thought we were doing the right thing of coming in to protect our friends, is realizing I might have I might have overstepped. Uh, I, I might have went a little bit too far. And I love the dynamic about this uh, this 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 series. I, I truly do. Um, so I'm going to be fascinated to kind of see what happens here. 
um, because now Zordon has to try and figure out something for his own personal team. While the Omega Rangers, listen, it, I think it would be one thing if the Omega Rangers had just taken out Dane and then bounced, right? And then just left them Lord Zed to have to certainly worry about. But considering the fact that Jason wants to continue to protect his friends, understanding that they're in a tough spot, uh, maybe him and Omega Rangers went a little bit too far uh, in trying to go ahead and do that by taking out Lord Zed for the Power Rangers. Um, because not only does it make the team look weak, but it also makes Tommy Oliver look weak. And I love the scene here that we get to see where we get Tommy and Jason talking with one another. Uh, clearly, Tommy doesn't know that that's Jason under the Omega Red helmet. But it's fascinating because it does give us a sense of exactly the mindset that Tommy's certainly in, right? I mean, he's already kind of questioning himself as this hero. Um, now that he's been granted sort of these new abilities, um, he's he's really not sort of the leader type, right? And that's exactly what Tommy says. He's like, hey, you know, I don't I feel like I don't know what I'm doing as leader of this team. Uh, the guy before me, Jason, um, just kind of up and left. He didn't leave a leadership handbook or anything like that. Like, I really don't know what I'm doing. And I love the line where Jason says, um, you know, well, maybe he did leave because he felt that you could handle the situation of being leader. And he's like, well, I feel like you just I feel like you just proved that I, I'm not worthy. Right. That I can't handle it. The fact that another team of Rangers has to come in and take down Lord Zed with ease. Compared to all the struggles that I've been trying to do, not only keeping this team together, but we can't even take down Dane, let alone what you guys were capable of. Right. So maybe Jason was wrong. Maybe I'm not the leader to certainly handle this. And it does put doubt into the mind of Tommy Oliver and again, making Jason now question himself like, man, I really should not have taken down Zed because now the only thing that I have done to our Rangers is just cause a bunch of doubt. And I and I I love that concept and I love that idea. And it's another reason why I continue to preach to the choir about people that maybe aren't reading the comic books for Power Rangers um or just not a big believer in them. There's a lot of depth to these characters in here, and it definitely does add to just the Power Ranger lore and just the characters, certainly as we know them, uh, instead of just seeing everything as gumdrops and rainbows and sunshine from the, from the actual series itself. It's nice to kind of go behind the scenes a little bit and really see what makes a lot of these characters tick. Uh, and the fact that we can get into storylines about doubt and wondering if somebody's a leader and somebody taking down somebody like a Lord Zed. That kind of stuff truly fascinates me. Um, I will say this, though. This story alone really does sort of change the dynamic as we know it when it comes to Power Ranger television lore. Now, I know people have said up and down, like, Power Ranger comic books is not canon. Whatever the case may be, it's not canon. It certainly may not be canon. Who certainly knows? I, I don't think that it is. But I am wondering if eventually, as this necessary evil storyline continues, if they'll manage to sort of wrap it up to where, similar to how Shattered Grid, almost to where, not that it didn't happen, but that it, it things kind of come back around and connect itself to where if you watch the television series, you can maybe put this storyline somewhere in between there where there's really not 
that much of an effect if you if if you if you understand what I'm saying, right? Like, because clearly, clearly in the comic books, like in the in the television series, right? Zed isn't captured and Zed isn't imprisoned in a sense, right? So I'm wondering if at some point in time Zed will kind of escape and maybe go back to him being the big bad guy on the moon. And this kind of resets things, I guess you can say, from television-wise when it comes to Power Ranger history. So uh, we'll see how the story unfolds, though. Um, there, there's a ton of stuff in here. Um, but the one thing that's a, a really, really big topic that we also have to discuss is Kaya, who is, in fact, the blue Omega Ranger in here um, because um, she definitely has had a troubling life um, thanks to Lord Draken himself. Uh, really terrible memories uh, of a world destroyed by Lord Draken. And this is Kaya's first experience in getting the opportunity to see Tommy Oliver for herself when he's not Lord Draken, right? Because the Power Rangers, after Lord Zed is taken, um, they teleport onto the moon to kind of see what's going on because uh, Lords uh, uh, Zordon and Alpha are at least aware that there is an attack happening on the moon and they send their Power Rangers. So the Power Rangers arrive right after Lord Zed is in fact captured. Um, and while everybody's standing around talking, Kaya walks out from the palace um, and realizes and sees Tommy Oliver for the first time, and she freaks the F out. She completely goes out calling him murderer, goes out to, to simply attack him, to try and kill him on the spot before the Omega Rangers have to certainly stop her. And you come to find out from Kaya in what is a couple of incredible pages between her and the Blue Emissary here is that she can't believe that the Blue Emissary and the Rangers are allowing Tommy Oliver to certainly live. Despite the fact that, you know, the Blue Emissary is saying Lord Draken was just an anomaly. It's not going to happen again, right? He doesn't have his Green Ranger powers. This is why I gave him the White Ranger powers so that it makes him more pure of heart. So he doesn't go down that particular Lord Draken path once again. So it's okay, Kaya. But Kaya's like, no. As long as there's a Tommy Oliver in this world, there's always going to be the possibility and the chance, even if it's slim, that he could become Lord Draken once again. I mean, goodness gracious, you just gave this man the white powers, right? So... So now Kai is worried to the point to where now she's going to go ahead and stab Blue Emissary in the back and take him out and become a traitor to the Omega Rangers team. And it's something that Blue Emissary certainly saw coming for sure. I mean, even he talks about the idea of he's ha having glimpses of the future. He can kind of see the future per se. And even though... Um, you know, Kaya says, no, you can't see the future. Uh, Blue Emissary is definitely, he, he clearly can see something, right? Because he almost calls her shot before she even stabs him in the back. He says, and this is the moment where, and then like he knows that he's about to get it. Um, so it, it was rather telling to me. But what's fascinating to me is that Kaya now taking her anger over the idea of, yes, we do have to protect this universe. And she winds up switching that theme to, we have to protect this universe from Tommy Oliver. Um, you know, like if, if you're so worried about um, things that are out there that could potentially harm this universe, Tommy Oliver as Lord Draken is one of them. So now she's put together a team herself called the Atonement or what is it? The Anointed. Excuse me. Let me just double check. I believe it's the Anointed. Yeah, the Anointed. She says, we are the anointed and our goal is simply no more rangers. And she winds up like letting other people out of those vials and those prisons uh, that the Omega Rangers wind up putting them in. So she's created her own form, her own team um, 
built out of people that were powered by the morphing grid itself um because once the events of shattered grid happened we know that the morphing grid came back together but because it was shattered there are still cracks and morphing grid energy is seeping through those cracks and has gone out into the galaxy and created sort of these monsters from them and so now kai is thinking that instead of us being monsters maybe this is the morphing grid blessing us in a sense right giving us these powers to do what's right and what's right is to go ahead and now take out not only tommy oliver but the power rangers so it seems as though we've got ourselves a, a new evil team out there in the anointed and i'm super excited i don't know if they're necessarily going to become like the legion of doom for the justice league as these characters would for the power rangers um but i i feel like that's probably the psycho rangers um but look anytime that i can get a brand new set of villains to go up against our Power Ranger squad. Um, count me in. Count me in. So stellar episode here, man. Um, issue number 45 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Please go ahead and get yourselves a copy. Uh, they've been doing some amazing work each in and week out every month. Uh, and I, I absolutely love the direction that this is going. And it does open up the question of, does this mean that we're going to be having another Lord Dragon appearance, right? I mean, look, Yes, I understand that the blue emissary has given Tommy Oliver these white uh or these white powers in a sense. But now we also have a Tommy Oliver who's not very confident anymore, right? He's got a lot of self-doubt in his head. Other people coming in having to do his job for him. Not sure if he's good enough to certainly be a ranger. If you give Tommy Oliver new abilities and you put him sort of in this um this downswing of emotions, what could that potentially form and and turn itself into in a sense, right? So maybe Kaya's warnings are certainly warranted. We'll definitely have to see. Um, but I, I loved everything that we wind up getting in here from Jason and the Rangers against Lord Zed, seeing the ramifications of Lord Zed being defeated from the points of view of, of Zordon and even from Tommy Oliver and the betrayal by Kaya here. Uh, it had a little bit of everything in here along with just the amazing artwork and writing. So definitely check it out, guys. If you have the opportunity, please go ahead and do so. Uh, and if you have read it, definitely let me know your thoughts, certainly in the comment section box below, guys. Um, so that will definitely wrap it up here for our Boom Studios uh, comic side of things as well. Uh, let me go ahead and get into the last topic before we get into some of your guys' live questions. Uh, again, if you haven't had the opportunity to submit your live questions, certainly go ahead and do so. Um, you can go over to our YouTube page. If you click on the community tab, we do have a post up there for A Plus More Phenomenal. So if you would like your answer to your question to be answered on air, go ahead and submit your question over there right now um, before we get through this last particular story. Um, and the last story, guys, is in fact going to be about Super Sentai 2020. 20 guys machin uh wait what was it again machin sentai kara major right i was wondering if there was anything funky in between there um but uh so listen guys it's coming it's coming um december is the big month where we finally get all of our kara major news that we've been hoping for really quiet on the rumors and news front as of right now 
Uh, I feel like even quieter than it's been in years because I feel like the past few seasons of Super Sentai, uh, I feel like I've been hearing countless different types of rumors for those previous seasons. Um, but with this one, I've honestly have only heard one rumor, which we reported a few weeks back about the idea of it like a jewel theme sort of motif. I mean, granted, with the breakdown that we've gotten from like Matt Hunt, um, Toku Nation, JE Fusion. You know, the, the 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 running themes that seemingly continue to pop up are the idea of maybe um, demons, per se, the concept of machines and, of course, magic. Uh, I think when we talked about the idea of translating Kara Major out, it comes out to like glittering or sparkling in a sense. Uh, one of the rumors uh, was saying that um, like uh, one of the, the headlines for the series was like um, a light to shine on the darkness or something along those lines. Um, so it, it, those seem to be sort of the themes that have kind of been hinted at uh, in some of the rumors and things like that that we've heard. Um, but overall, it's been relatively quiet. Um, but this earlier this week, though, we did wind up getting ourselves a new look at the team, per se. Uh, last week when we talked, we had the silhouette of just one member. Um, but this week in one of the toy magazine scans, as you guys can see here, we actually have a full-fledged sort of team. Um, all still in the black silhouette mode. So we can't see the color scheme. We can't see who's certainly there. Uh, but as you guys can see at the very bottom of the scan to the left-hand side, uh, we do have a group of five there, um, all completely blacked out and what looks to be in their costume. Um, so we're inching closer to the actual reveal of it. But uh, let's go ahead and take just a, a, a closer look, though, uh, and just kind of throw some ideas out here and kind of I'm kind of curious to hear your guys' thoughts on certain things. But a couple things that continue to jump out at me. One, um, you can clearly tell that all the Rangers in here have some sort of shoulder pads, maybe some sort of shield or vest per se. Um, they certainly do have something on their shoulders. Now, whether or not it goes all the way down to cover their, their midsection or whatever the case may be, who certainly knows, but definitely looks like either arm pads, a shield or armor of some sort here. You can also clearly tell around their uh, their. Uh, their biceps and their triceps, they have like a, a brace or a band around there uh, and even around their wrists as well, I'm assuming for their gloves. Um, so really interesting um, kind of a dynamic for a costume to say the least i'm really excited about it and even if you look at some of the helmets definitely some jagged edges towards the helmets and things like that so i'm expecting the visor itself to be rather unique when we see it um but again it's, it's completely blacked out um i will say this though kind of hearkening back to the rumor and at least the translation of kara major to be like glittering sparkling if you look at the background that these rangers are in front of there are a lot of sparkles. There's a lot of shine going on for sure, right? Uh, I believe even the name here at the bottom, Super Sentai 2020, even that's like shining and glowing to a certain capacity. So um, they, that certainly could very well be part or at least one of the concepts of the theme for this ongoing season. And of course, we got a color scheme behind them as well. Um, I think from the jewelry rumor theme that we wind up having, um, I believe the color scheme that they were referring to that we might have would be blue, uh, green, because um, I think it was uh, red, um, yellow, and am I missing one? 
green, blue, yellow, red. Uh, I feel like I'm missing another one. Pink and pink. Yes, pink. So, yeah, green, blue, pink, red, and yellow, I believe, is what the jewelry rumor certainly was. Um, but the color scheme that we've seen here so far definitely shows a blue, definitely shows like a pink, even some red in there, some yellow, maybe even an orange. Who definitely knows? Um, I'll be fascinated to kind of see what the color scheme turns out to be. But I'm wondering if the, the shining and the color scheme that we see here is maybe a hint at some of the colors that we're actually going to be seeing for our Rangers. Um, I will say this also, uh, five members, it does seem as though if I had to make my assumption in here that there seems to be two females, um, and it seems as almost like it's two groupings as well. Um, kind of similar to Real Soldier, where it seems as though on the, the two on the right seems to be like a small little division. Um, between the group of three. So I'm kind of curious if there's like a relation between these two um, or the other three, uh, or if it's something that they, if they're all going to begin together as one group or one comes in after the other. It's just fascinating to me that there's a slight little division between this particular team. So I don't know whether or not that's going to mean anything at the end of the day or not, but we'll definitely see. Um, and then it does look as though in the group of three, that there might be one that's kind of standing in the forefront here. Um, that looks like it's a female ranger to me. Um, like if we're counting, so one, two, three, four, five, I feel like two and the fourth one are both females. Um, and because of the fact that, and again, we'll, we'll definitely have to see, I'm kind of curious if the one in the middle for the three here I'm wondering if, if if she is, in fact, a female. I'm wondering if that means that we're going to have ourselves like a female ranger this year um, as the leader. Um, I, I would be really fascinated to kind of see that. So the, the way that they're standing definitely has me curious if that means that this is one complete team um, or if it's like there's just they just have closer relations to two and then the three that are grouped together kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm still going to stick with two females three males, uh, and uh, heck, I would love to see a female leader for the team also. But um, that's definitely what I'm, some of the vibes that I'm definitely getting uh, from the brand new shots that we're getting of these silhouette figures. Um, but again, December is right around the corner, guys. Um, so I'm pretty sure, hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that by next week's episode of A Plus More Phenomenal, we'll definitely have some big reveals for you guys also. Um, if anything, if the news does drop and we get reveals before A Plus More Phenomenal next Saturday, I'll definitely go ahead and keep you guys posted. If anything, I'll probably will do sort of like an impromptu uh, episode of A Plus More Phenomenal to kind of highlight some of the things. And then we'll talk a little bit more about it on Saturday's episode of A Plus More Phenomenal, just so you guys are definitely aware. But um, definitely let me know what you guys thought, uh, what, what, what some of you guys think. Now that you've gotten a better picture of the actual team itself, Granted, they're still in silhouette mode. Is there anything that's jumping out at you that fascinates you? Uh, some theories of your own that you certainly might have? Definitely let me know in the comment section box below, guys. Um, so while you guys go ahead and give your thoughts on that, let me go ahead and jump over to the live questions and see what some of you guys are saying. Um, man, we got 10, 10 posts. Um, so let's see if we can fly through some of these here. 
I'll start from the bottom and work my way up. Uh, Matthew, what's up, Matthew? Thank you very much for popping in. Uh, he's got a question. He says, I get that everyone wants Nate and Steel to have special animal abilities like Devin, Robbie, and Zoe do, but since they're based off of a mantis and scarab, uh, scarab beetle, what kind of powers would they have? The ability to bite. Um, I, I don't know, maybe some claw action there, um, especially for the mantis. Um, I think that would be kind of cool, but I don't, I don't I don't know what kind of powers a mantis and a scarab beetle would have. Um, yeah, I mean, I would just think of anything, maybe like a force field, um, like maybe for the beetle, um, just because of its hard shell, maybe it would have like the ability to create a, a momentary uh, force field. Um, but that's the only thing that I can really think of that would be different from like a power. Uh, but thank you for the question, Matthew. That's a good question. Uh, Johnny Marrero says, um, hey, Adam, how do you feel about Ravi and Roxy in today's episode, Target Tower? Uh, and you excited about the finale. Also, Roxy's acting was amazing, sad and heartfelt. Um, yeah, the so when it comes to Roxy, like when she's getting blasted as the evil avatar and she's about to die, like it, when she starts screaming, for some reason, it reminded me of like the Wicked Witch of the West from from uh from the Wizard of Oz, I'm melting. No, I'm melting. Is kind of that's what I kind of thought of. Um, but great performance, yeah, for sure. From her to waking up to delivering the the crazy sort of sudden news at the end, right? I mean, anytime somebody wakes up from a coma and is like, I have urgent news to tell you, uh, you, you better pay attention. It, it's got to be urgent. You, you better pay attention. So yeah, I I loved it though, Johnny. Thank you very much. Uh, I thought it was a great chemistry for both of them this week. Uh, Sailor says, uh, one, Ravi awakened Roxy in this episode. So what if Devin is the one to wake up Blaze? Um, possibly. Uh, we'll see. I don't even know where where their situation's headed yet, right? I mean, we haven't seen them infiltrate Blaze's pod yet. Um, so we don't know whether or not that's going to fail at some point in time. I mean, Blaze right now looks like he's the one that's about to get all the power at some point in time. I mean, he's still uh, working his magic. He's got Devin sort of captured. I'm hoping that the finale is uh, really is going to be a focus of the feud that we've had between Devin and Blaze. I'm glad that those two are definitely in the same room together and in the same room during uh, a crazy sort of predicament that they that they tend to find themselves in, right? Like, the situation alone of having these two rivals uh, now at the most dangerous time is fascinating to me. So um, we'll see. Maybe Devin is the one that wakes up Blaze, but I'm not sure how it gets to that particular point yet. Uh, Sailor says also says, how do you think the season finale will go now that Devin is captured? You know, a part of me would love to see Roxy waken up and now part of the team whether or not that be like as a, a female red ranger like here here's here's some here's some of uh temporary abilities in the in the meantime or maybe she shows up as a, as a cadet and goes into the cyber dimension to certainly help them out um as i mentioned i would like to see more devin and blaze conversation happening uh, a little bit more back and forth between these two rivals i would definitely like to see that i have a feeling we're definitely going to see um uh evox in um his robot body um, and then maybe Blaze doing something um, to give him these uh, the, uh, some extra abilities. Who, who certainly knows, man? I, 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 it's all up in the air for me, Sailor. At this point in time, I'm just I'm just assuming things. Uh, JB says, "What has a couple of questions? Um, do you think Roxy is to be trusted? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I'm still under the impression that one she died. Like I'm still under the impression that 
look, look, you went into Grid Battle Force to put this into the pod, right? I don't necessarily know if the pod, if she went there because she wanted to kill her real version self, because if that was the case, I don't necessarily know if Roxy would put herself in harm's way to distract Robbie to have him make that decision, right? Because he, she should know that Robbie is probably going to choose saving his girlfriend over getting the transporter back. So I feel like Roxy sacrificed herself because she knew that she had an alternative plan in place already. Um, but maybe that's just me. So, like, a part of me wants to think that maybe there's a part of the evil Roxy that when she winds up being killed has kind of infiltrated Roxy's real life body. I don't know. So, I'm do I trust? Do I, is Roxy to be trusted? If you had to ask me, no. But again, I'm not the one writing this season. I mean, she could be fine as day tomorrow in next week's episode. Who knows? Uh, what? With what happened in this episode, do you agree with Commander Shaw saying Rangers um, should not date? Yeah, I yeah I do. I don't like it. I mean, I don't like it, but I I understand why now, right? Like th this situation could have been completely, um, honestly, could have really been just completely um, taken care of if we had just picked up the transporters. I mean, granted Roxy would be no more, unfortunately. Um, but who's to say that Nate couldn't figure something out or that they couldn't come up with an, another plan. You know what I mean? Um, so who knows? Maybe at the end of the day, him, maybe at the end of the day, Robbie sending, saving Roxy will ultimately have saved her life. Um, and that you can definitely be proud of, but, I mean, I agree with Commander Shaw in regards to why there's a rule in the first place. And I think this is the episode that certainly proves it. Now, whether or not you agree with Robbie's actions, I certainly don't mind them. I can understand why he definitely did what he did. But this episode also points out to me why there's a rule in place in the in the beginning. Uh, and Dan, do you have any predictions for season two? Not really. Uh, I'm kind of an open book. I really don't know where this season is going to go. Uh, and for me, I'm I'm that uh, that alone gets me super excited for it. Honestly, um, Tony Robinson says, "Do you think season two will top season one? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I'll say yeah. I'll say yeah. Um, uh, listen, I also have to take into account these are also just season finales, right? Like the season finale should be as epic as as all get out. So when this season wraps and we get back into season two, I don't need every episode to be like a season like a season finale. If you could just continue along this path of properly telling the stories, letting the story kind of travel throughout the season, and having each episode build up to that and instead of just being one and done episodes, then I think they do have a potential of, if not topping it, then at least giving us the same equivalent type of season. And then if you ask me, that's that's a win-win regardless, regardless. And Tony also says, do you think Nate will create a dimension device so they can help other teams if their season takes place in another universe? Um, possible. I think didn't Nate talk about the idea that he's trying to he's going to use some of the spare parts that they have to rebuild sort of the gate that um, to send them to the cyber dimension. So who's to say that that particular gate that Nate is about to open up? Who's to say that that doesn't allow them access to 
other places, right? I mean, uh, other times, other dimensions. Maybe this, maybe this particular gate that Nate is trying to open. Maybe it, this is one. Of this maybe this is one of the reasons as to how Doctor K and whoever else maybe they come over or the Rangers go over to. Maybe that's a one of the reasonings behind our RPM crossover uh, that we'll eventually be getting, regardless. So. Um, so yeah, I would say yeah. If if anything, I I can see it being open to um other things as well. But if anything, I I think that's a little happen. Tony Robinson says also how how often do you think Hasbro will set seasons in different dimensions? Uh, that's another question. I don't um if I had to guess, like a part of me would like to see them continue in this particular dimension, um. Uh, honestly, I, I really would. I would like to start seeing multiple groups of Power Rangers in one dimension um, instead of always kind of splitting them up. So I, I could see them switching them out, though. I, I don't know how often Hasbro would certainly do it, but we'll see. I, like, I don't know if they're going to continue with just the Saban era type formula and just create a brand new team that's in a completely different dimension. Um, and then you also say, how surprised were you when you saw Roxy get destroyed this episode? Um, I, I was a little bit shocked just because of the fact that I it just felt too easy for me. Um, but I, I love the scene in general. I, again, I thought the performance and the fight sequences was great, but it definitely shocked me because I was I think a part of me was hoping to experience Roxy around a little bit longer uh, in that form. But I feel like there's more to come. Uh, if you love bacon and sushi has a couple questions also says, um, have you ever noticed in the past seasons when Tommy, the Thunder Rangers, Ryan, the Titanium Ranger, and Trent, the Dino Thunder, were evil? Once they join the Rangers, they end up getting beat up easily during every battle. Uh, following that, do you think we'll ever get evil Rangers again, even if it's original footage? Um, yes, I do think that we will. Um, do you do you did you know that Trent, the White Ranger, and Dino Thunder? Um, the reason there was an evil White Ranger clone after Trent turned back to the good guys was so they could allow Trent to become part of the team and for us fans to see him more or so the show could still use remaining Sentai footage on his uh, counterpart who stays evil to the very end. Uh, and then lastly, you know how uh, Japan loves adding weird stuff to Super Sentai. Do you think they do that on purpose, not only for their viewers, but knowing in America Power Rangers will use the footage unless they actually edit them or skip them? Um, I don't think they do that on purpose. Um, I think they just do it just because it's like their culture is used to that. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think they add that stuff to make it like difficult for America to like adapt, uh, adapt that footage. Um, cause I'm, cause Power Rangers really doesn't, right? I mean, they still use, uh, I mean, they're still able to edit it out if they certainly don't want to. So, I mean, I do think that they, they probably do add certain things to Super Sentai knowing uh, what America certainly might do with Power Rangers, but when it comes to the weird stuff that they add, no, I think they just, I just think they just do that uh, on their own. <clears throat> Jessica Friedman says, uh, would you like to see Crisis on Infinite Earths or, okay, that's a, uh, hold on one second. Oh, so would you like to see a Crisis on Infinite Earths or Elseworlds-like crossover for Power Rangers, or would you like the return of a full team-ups again uh, during the team-up? I hope Jason will make a, a Zordon or Alpha. 
um, and the Tommy reference. Um, I mean, we have kind of gotten things like that with like the legendary battle, um, similar to like the 25th anniversary. Um, but unfortunately, it just it just didn't work out well, at least for the legendary battle of things. Like the legendary battle technically could have probably been something along those lines if it was done properly. Um, I'm okay with just the return of a full team ups again. Um, I say baby steps. I says let's get to some team ups again, and then from there, if they wanted to create uh, like a huge crossover event, they probably could. Uh, I think if anybody is willing to do it, it would be Hasbro. Um, I'm just not sure how far down the line something like that would definitely happen. Uh, Austin the Terminator has a couple questions. Um, I'm trying to see if these, it's not really questions, it's just more comments, guys. Um, so it says, since Dino Charge, I'm glad the production crew always explained the little things, like Grid Battle Force is Grid Battle Force for Power Rangers, while in Sentai, it's Go Busters. I know in Mega Force, they completely ignore the Japanese writing on things and let fans swallow the laziness, uh, but there are a few times in Dino Charge, Japanese writing is still there in brief close-ups. Um, also, for those that don't know, yeah, these aren't really questions. These are just comments. Uh, for those that don't know, JDF, Bat and His Son, Superhero Beatdown web series were made after JDF learned. Okay, um, there's no really no questions there, Austin, so I'm going to continue to go on to the next questions. Um, uh, Zachary says, do you think that we'll get a team-up of Justice League, Ninja Turtles, and Power Rangers for the comics? Uh, I could see that happening. Why not? I mean, we've had Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. We've had Power Rangers and Justice League. Why not? Why not? Let's just put them all in one gigantic one. Um, outside of dinosaurs, what is the most overrated um, Sentai gimmick? Um, besides dinosaurs, um, would animals be at that point yet? Like just just wild animals in general, maybe that might be like another overused gimmick for them. Um, and then Zephyr says, "Hey Adam, are you excited for Crisis? And do you think Flash will really die? Uh, we get a new Green Arrow and Flash. Uh, I guess I'm super excited for Crisis, uh, and I do think Flash will die. Um, so yeah, uh, no, I don't think we're gonna get a new Green Arrow and Flash though. Uh, we might get a new Flash, but uh, I do think the Flash will die if I had to put my money on it." Um, all right, guys, but let me go ahead and jump back into the live chat here. That's actually going to do it for all of our questions. Um, I believe I got all the questions. Yes, from everybody. Um, let me just double check here because there were a lot of questions. Yeah, I think I got all the questions from everybody. Um, all right, cool. Let me go ahead and jump back into the live chat with you guys. See what some of you guys are saying here before we go ahead and wrap up. Um, so, yeah, let me know what you guys thought again again about this particular week's episode of Power Rangers, um, the Mighty Morphin issue 45, Kara Major news, uh, and any questions that you guys uh, certainly might have. Uh, so let me scroll up here a little bit, see if I can keep up with you guys, see what you guys are saying here. Um, if you love bacon and sushi, clap your hands. Says, do you think uh, when Jason returns, he'll reference Zordon being destroyed during the countdown um, to destruction? We know Austin likes to joke about going after Andros after finding out at Power Morphicon. Um, yeah, why not? Um, I hope so. I hope there's some references to it. Um, it would be really great. I mean, I think even was it Jessica Fryman was asking that question, like if we'll see um, if he'll reference like Tommy or Alpha or Zordon. Um, I hope so. I, I hope there's a harken back to old school days for sure. 
Uh, Drew says, I really like that the real Roxy uh, knew everything her avatar heard and saw rather than not knowing everything. That was different, and I didn't feel uh, a, like a cliche. Yeah, I would agree with you there, Drew, for sure. I, I definitely was not expecting that. So when she woke, when she wakes up with the urgency um, and has the mind right the, the, to, to be able to let them know exactly what the plan is for Evox, um, I thought it was brilliant. It definitely ends the episode on a fantastic note instead of a, oh, what, what's going on? What has happened? You know, like, yeah, so it definitely not as cliche. Um, so I agree with you there, Drew. Tony Robinson says, says uh, Tony Robinson says, um, Adam, I think Scrozzle will create another version of Roxy for Evox. Uh, I would be interested. That would be interesting to see how that would happen. Um, uh, yeah, I would be kind of curious to see how they would make that uh, wind up happening, honestly. Uh, Kwaku, what's up, Kwaku, says, I can't wait for season two. Uh, me neither. Me neither. Uh, Drew says, what main colors do you think the Karamajors will have? Uh, mine's the Mighty Morphin and Hyperforce colors, including sixth uh, being green. Um, yeah, I don't um, I don't think black is going to be in there. Uh, I still think it will probably be um, like I personally wouldn't wouldn't mind white in there somewhere. But um, I, I mean, I'm still going to go with the color scheme that was for the jewel rumor. Um, blue, green, yellow, uh, pink, and red will be the ones that I'll go with. If I had to put a white in there anywhere, because for me, um, hmm, I would probably take the yellow out and maybe put white in there, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I would like to see white, but I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, if you love bacon and sushi says, hey, Adam, when I watched last week's A plus more phenomenal when I was out of town and only appeared in the live questions, the live chat is completely still available if you watch on your phone. Yeah, the live chat is still kind of up even after I end my stream. Uh, the live chat is certainly up at least for a short period of time. Um, so people can still kind of type in the live chat if they wanted to. Uh, Drew says, I hope the second season will introduce Devin's mother, Ravi's father, Zoe's father, and Nate's parents. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if at least one of them kind of pops up. Um, aren't we supposed to be, isn't there supposed to be somebody else like in Ravi's family that's supposed to be popping up? Like, I thought his aunt or something like that was cast at some point. Or did she pop up already? I don't think she's popped up already, but I feel like there might be a couple other family members on the way.
Uh, if you love bacon and sushi, clap your hands. Says, I checked out Comixology, and a lot of Power Ranger comics are between 4 and $5. Uh, I mean, that's that's the that's the going price for comics these days, unfortunately. Marvel, they're like $3.99. Some of them are $4.99. So, yeah, four, uh, 4 to $5 is, uh, is it for comic books. Um, Austin the Terminator says, uh, which anniversary episode or crossover do you like and why? Forever Red, Operation Overdrives, 15th Anniversary, Super Mega Fail, Legendary Battle, or Ninja Steel 25th Anniversary. Give me Forever Red, man. Forever Red. I just think it was just one of the better... Um, well uh, told out stories honestly um, getting the opportunity to see all that all that that huge cast of people um, all in one setting was amazing to me to be quite honest with you the fact that they were able to get so many people back for that um, really really blew my mind honestly uh, and it's honestly the one that I continue to harken back to i mean look people people these days still ask for like can we get a forever pink can we get a forever black or forever blue like people just want to forever anything because i think that's just how monumental um that crossover event was so for me it would be forever red <clears throat> Uh, Lupin Green says that explanation from Zordon made him a better mentor than I gave him credit for because I didn't understand why did he have that rule of escalation. Uh, I'm assuming you're referring to the comic books um, uh, of Zordon. But, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you there, Lupin Green, for sure. Definitely um, puts Zordon in a, a, a different light for sure when it comes to just his leadership and mentor role. <laughs> Uh, Zachary says the actual issue has me excited for the coming issues. I wonder what will happen to um, happen to come. The comics the comics have made some stuff canon. They explain Jason in Forever Red uh, plus uh, the Master Morpher. <clears throat> Uh, Lupin Green, going back to the comic book, says, I'm kind of disappointed that Kaya went to the dark side because I liked her as a part of the Omega Rangers. But story-wise, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I was really hoping that she would continue to stay. I loved her trident, though. She's got a fantastic trident as her weapon. Um, I was really liking how just her collaboration with the other Rangers and her chemistry. Uh, I thought she honestly made a fantastic Omega Ranger. But to see her flip her lid like that uh, and call Tommy Oliver a murderer and go out there just just for blood, uh, it's crazy. It's kind to see how that uh, that turn quickly came uh, but it also goes to show you just how um, Lord Draken really affected her life in general Uh, if you love bacon and sushi, says, I like that in the comics, having Tommy doubt himself uh, is very uh, similar to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 1 when Tommy kept backing out of battles because uh, of the Sentai footage. Yeah, he's definitely at a point in his life where... Um, 
is super low right now. He doesn't know if he's gonna if he's gonna make it a great leader. Having the Omega Rangers come in and and show that they were able to take him out kind of shows Tommy Oliver not that he's worthless, but it's like maybe he's not the leader that he certainly thought he was. So I I'm, I'll be interested to see the mindset and the path that Tommy Oliver now goes um, now that everything's kind of happened the way that it way that it has. Uh, Zephyr uh, says um, I heard the color scheme. I'm assuming in regards to Kara Major was gonna be red yellow blue green and black it's possible possible um who certainly knows um zachary says the kira major team gives me omega rangers dragon ranger and shishi red vibe i think this team is going to be a blue pink red orange and yellow I, I would absolutely i would i would absolutely love that i mean listen that's that's honestly like if we look at back at the color scheme here I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because uh, the colors that they have up here, uh, blue, pink, uh, red, orange, uh, and yellow. So, yeah, I, I mean, definitely would not surprise me, Zachary, if that's actually uh, the color scheme itself. And, per and honestly, I would love to see another orange ranger, to be honest with you. And Zachary also says, I'd be for a female Red Ranger. Let's see how the true visuals are. Uh, and then Zephyr backs that up saying, that would be a really big step in Ranger history. The first official female Red Ranger. I don't count SPD. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still kind of count Lauren Sheba. Um, but as far as like an honorary, like, Full like beginning season one, like episode one as the Red Ranger. No, we definitely have not got have not gotten that whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, just from the the uh the silhouettes alone, if I had to make my assumption from the way that they're standing, it feels like the leader of this group is within the grouping of three, like whoever's standing out in front. And considering the fact that they look relatively smaller than the other ones, a part of me is thinking that's a female ranger. So who knows? Maybe that is uh, a, the red female ranger uh, of the team. Who certainly knows? I, again, that, that's that's what my theory is, is that perhaps we wind up getting ourselves a female red ranger. But uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition or not. Again, it's it's just just a group of silhouettes, right? Uh, we don't really know how the grouping or the team will actually look once we get them. Uh, Ultraman says, "Can't wait for Kara Major." Uh, neither can I. Uh, it looks promising. Uh, Zachary says, uh, "Oh, Johnny Marrero says, Zachary, I I agree. We need a female Red Ranger." S. Karoma says, a finale episode next weekend hype. Uh, I hope Kara Major's female first leadership team uh, like Sailor Moon. Or I like Sailor Moon. Oh, what's up, Mina? We got a new 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 face in here. Uh, Mina Allah. What's up, Mina? She says, wow and hi. <laughs> Thank you very much for popping in. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, and Austin the Terminator says, yes, Aunt Regina, who uh, played the same actress 
from uh, Elsa in Dino Thunder. I think she'll be Nate's aunt. Episode hasn't aired yet. Um, yeah, so we definitely at least will be getting some connection here for at least one of our characters going forward. Whether or not Aunt Regina pops up in uh, next week's episode or in season two. Uh, but it does seem as though we'll probably get more people definitely popping in here for sure. Uh, Daniel, what's up, Daniel? Thank you very much for coming in, man. I appreciate it. What if the villain for the 2020 Super Sentai has a plan like Thanos had in the MCU? Um, what if the 2020 Super Sentai Rangers have gems uh, that have cosmic powers? Ooh, I like that idea. I mean, why not? Why not uh, uh, take a... Uh, uh, take an uh, idea and a theme off of something that was so popular this past summer. Uh, I, I do love that idea, Daniel. I like the way you're thinking, my friend. Uh, Austin the Terminator says, did uh, Gold and Silver from GoBusters always argue? Maybe Nate and Steel will do the same in Season 2. Um, I wouldn't say they always argued. It was always very much like a... Uh, uh, Silver always took the spotlight of gold. Um, he always would talk over you, kind of get in your way uh, to the point to where gold literally always had to like literally push him out of the way. Like, would you get out of my shot, please? You're always in my in front of the camera. Like, can you just move, please? Um, so uh, they they squabble. I will say they squabble from time to time. I wouldn't say that they fight, but it's more like they kind of squabble back and forth. Um, so, yeah, I can kind of see like a brother brother relationship kind of type of thing. Um, if you love bacon and sushi, he says, um, would you like Hasbro to come out with a Power Ranger movie that plays as the pilot to the TV series similar to Turbo? Ooh, that would be interesting. Um... That would be interesting. I don't know if that's ever... Oh, man, besides Turbo, that's interesting. Um... I would be okay with that. I, I would be okay with that simply because of the fact that, I mean, that would definitely have to be certainly a brand new team. Um, I would be okay with that. I don't know. Um, man, I, that would be interesting. I love that question if you love bacon and sushi. I think they could probably do it again, whether or not people will actually go out and see the movie simply because of the fact that it is a brand new team. Um, I mean, as long as it has a Power Rangers name attached and you give us like a brand new fresh start, then perhaps. Um, but I will say this. If you are going to get just regular actors, um, just TV actors to do something like this, then please make this movie on a very small budget. Uh, then make it on a very small budget. Um, if you're trying to have like Hasbro where it's like you're trying to make a brand new Power Ranger movie to begin a completely new franchise, I don't know if that's the way that you would do it to be used as a pilot for a TV series. Um, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it. I don't know if it would be successful, but I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it. Uh, if you love bacon and sushi, says what retro Power Rangers series would you like to see 
come back for a team up and what future series would you like to see be made as a correct uh or sequel maybe evil cyborgs as rangers um i i still would like to see you in space um team make a comeback for a team up uh i honestly would like to see that or time force uh those would be my my two first ones like i like i would i would like i really would like to see like if they were to adapt q ranger um i really would like that to be more or less like a time force or in space sort of um reunion episode or reunion season Uh, Austin says, how long do you want Tommy to not come back for a crossover unless he's another mentor? If he does, Hasbro needs to take a better to take better notice and give him minimum minimal screen time. Um, listen, I'm OK with. Uh, I'm OK with Tommy always coming back, honestly, um, I, I but my thing is, if you're going to have Tommy come back, uh, I want to see some other people uh, come in there also. Uh, and have just as bigger roles as he is um, to really show like instead of Tommy just doing everything, I would like it to feel more like a, a team dynamic. But if I was going to bring back somebody else, I do like Zephyr's choice. Um, I do like the idea of TJ. Even Cassie from uh, in space, I would love to see her come back. Uh, I would even like to see um, Jen from Time Force come back also. I always did love TJ uh, as uh, Turbo Red, though. Um, so, yeah, I would love to see him come back. Uh, Austin says, Rapid Fire, which uh, Saban or Disney era uh, pink or yellow Rangers you like? Um, uh, I always pick Erica Heel as Jen all the time. Um, and would you want to would you want to be a Ranger? Uh, who would you want to be a ranger who made guest stars, if this makes sense? Uh, who would you want to be a ranger? Um, Give me Heckle. Uh, I know Heckle's already a ranger in his own sense in the comic books, but I still want to see that come to fruition um, in the actual live action for sure. And an Ultraman says, I really want Q Ranger to be adapted next. I feel like that's a big one for most people. I feel like when it comes to adaptions for next season, uh, I, I hear a lot of Q Ranger. Um, I hear a lot of Tokyujer and I hear a lot of Zuoger. So I feel like those are the big three. Now watch it be like complete, something completely else uh, after that. And I'm honestly okay with all three. I, I, I really am. Uh, I have my doubts about some of them being successful, but uh, I wouldn't be opposed to either of those three becoming adaptions of next season. Um, but guys, other than that, I think that'll certainly wrap it up for us. It looks like we're all caught up with the live chat and things like that. Um, but guys, let me know what you guys thought about this particular week's episode of Beast Morphers, uh, along with this past week's issue of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, all in the comment section box below, guys. Um, so, hey. Um, again, this upcoming week, if we do get ourselves some Kira Major news, do not worry. Uh, if we get it before Saturday, I'll certainly go ahead and do an impromptu video for you guys to highlight some of the news. And then, of course, we'll definitely talk about it on next week's episode of A Plus More Phenomenal. Uh, the season finale for Beast Morphers is, in fact, next week, guys. So get hyped. Get pumped if you aren't already. I know I certainly am. Uh, I'm, I may not be able to contain myself, but we'll certainly see. Um, but other than that, 
that, guys. I certainly hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know I certainly am. Uh, we did recently just go ahead and put up the newest uh, review for The Mandalorian along with uh, Titans, the season finale as well. So if you want to check those out, those are definitely on our channel. So please go ahead and do so. And of course, guys, look, if you love the content that we're continuing to dish out here at A Plus More Phenomenal, at A Plus Opinions, do us a favor, subscribe to our channel, and also give us a thumbs up, guys. Go ahead and click that uh, that thumbs up button. Give us a like so we can go ahead and continue to spread the word. So, and guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. So take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. May the power protect you. And I'll talk to you guys later. Keep it A+. Plus. Bye.